Welcome to Breaking Form, a podcast of poetry and culture. I'm Aaron Smith. And I am James Allen Hall. For those listening for the first time, we do this show in segments. We do literary games. We revisit books that we love. We gossip. We do. We interview. We shade. We laugh. And we are not for everyone. As I live and breathe, James Allen Hall. I should have said, as I live and suck dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's implied. Yeah. (laughs) It's like Samantha and Sex in the City. As long as I can breathe and kneel, I will suck dick. But things are getting even hotter in a bad way down in Florida. I mean, like all these groups have issued like travel warnings, like all the different gay and lesbian organizations, queer organizations. And it's like, yeah, Judy Bloom did an interview and she lives in Florida and she said like, she's been banned, you know, her whole career. And she said, it's always been terrible, but the government's doing it now. Yeah. And that's, what's terrifying. Yeah. And just recently in, in Miami gardens in an elementary school, um, one complaint against Amanda Gorman's poem limited access that that's what the elementary school they they put it in the middle school library limited access but of course that's censorship of course that's banning uh, a poem the inaugural poem that amanda gorman wrote for joe biden's inauguration well i looked up the woman who complained it's like oh sort of a sad person <laughs> i mean like- first of all she <laughs> thought she thought the poem was written by oprah winfrey so <laughs> Is her her name's now not dare her name's not dairy, but it's something, it's something like that yeah. daily or something. I don't know. And it's like her and her husband. It just like it was a, just a really sad situation when I when I saw that. So yeah. yeah, Jericho Brown was also uninvited from a high school, I believe, in in Florida. Um, and one of the students wrote to him and said, "They're not going to tell you that this is why, but this is why." And Jerrica put this on his social media, so we're not talking like secretly. And then no. recently, a good experience though, our friend Julie Marie Wade was invited to a high school, and they let her. They just did it, like they let her come and be herself. I think she posted about that on Facebook. Yes, although Julie has also been invited to a school and then told, "Well, we can't say this thing that you're married to your wife. We're not going to allow that to be in your intro." And that was a college in Massachusetts. I and, was censored at a private high school in Maine. I was yeah. banned, and yeah, yeah and me too. At um, for a festival, I was supposed to go to a high school and talk, and and I was like, "You don't want me to read my poems." I know that is true, yeah. so I'll read. I'll do something else. I'll teach a Keats poem. They would not even let me near their students for fear of indoctrination. <laughs> Girl, it's not catching what I. Have. I wish that it was contagious. There's a lot of hot men I'd walk around and spread it to. Uh-huh, I know you'd spread it, girl. You've been spreading it your whole life. I know, but if I could get the ones that I wanted just from like brushing up against them, then yeah. Yeah. And so it'll uh, this list, I think that we're about to talk about of banned poetry books is going to surprise you. But first, we have to talk about Source, which is the Academy of American Poets. And I think our listeners might know that we have an up and down relationship with the Academy. (laughs) You know, we've read them for filth and made fun of them. So 
And then I know it's probably surprised people that I had a poem go out on poem a day and we never talked about it. And I wanted to talk about it. It was so funny. So as you know, we love Diane Seuss. We've had Diane on the show again. And I, I hope we have Diane even more for more segments because they're so popular and we just love, we love you, Diane. We love you. And, and she wrote me and she said, okay, don't hate me. But the Academy asked me to edit like poem a day. And I'm thinking, well, I'm going to hate you for that. And she said, okay, <laughs> now will you give me a poem? And I'm like, ah, oh. you know, <laughs> and, and I would have said like, you know, normally I would have said like, well, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm going to complain and then, and then get what I can get from them. But mm-hmm. I asked her, I was like, did they give you guidelines? Mm-hmm. And she said, yes. So that was a new development. Yeah. That made me feel like it was okay. It was safer. It was safer. safer. And there had also been some changes at the Academy, which had nothing to do with us, I know, but Mm -hmm. that also made it better. And then the poem that they took had swearing in it, and I was not questioned about it at all. But I didn't want people to think like, oh, they'll they'll talk whatever they talk, and then as soon as they get an opportunity, they're just greedy careerists. I mean, for greedy careerists, it's going to be for something other than that. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, something much bigger. But but yeah. I did, we talked about it, and I did struggle with that. But then, it, like I said, it was die. And the big one for us in our in our show was, if they gave guidelines, then we're fine with that. Right. Like you tell us what you're looking for. And then God bless die. She like posted them in and sent them to me. So I have the mm-hmm. guidelines, which made me feel like more ethical about it. And I'm sure some yeah. people were like, whatever. He just wanted the publication. I mean, if you're going to think that about me, then I can't control how, how you think, but I would yeah. do anything for die that I, that I can. So. It's true. And then actually, can I just say, revisit my band experience because they, they did censor a poem. They refused to to publish a poem that um, was about uh, suicide and ideation. Although um, I think there's only one suicide in the poem. Like it's mm-hmm. just other people contemplating how they mm-hmm. might write a lot of gay people doing it. Doing that because of the cultural like oppression of gay people, that's the only life that people can see for themselves is ending in demise and right. Like, some we just way. internalize this homophobic uh, narrative of the greater culture, the more mainstream culture about what our lives are going to look like, right? Mm-hmm. And that's you know, AIDS or gay bashing or mm-hmm. or suicide, right? Nobody has a happy life. That's why Carol, that film Carol by Todd Haynes. Is so revolutionary because they actually like have a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all that aside, I just saw a poem by Matthew Zapruder in Poem a Day that talks about suicidal ideation and suicidal completion. And I'm just like, oh, so I guess if it's a straight person writing about it, totally fine. Cool. Right. Or if it's Matthew Zapruder, not James Ellenall, which I, you or, know, that I, is fair, fair point. Or maybe it has to do with the changing landscape internally. Maybe, but That's, I think the same person is still in charge of that. Not of the whole I, organization, though. Not I of the organization. Though I can't say, you know, that person had anything to do with anything just to cover our yeah. <laughs> selves. We have a legal note. We cannot prove that. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that you can talk about reputation because, as you know, they banned Pulitzer Prize winning poet Carl Phillips, who we've had on the show. 
Yeah, um, newly true. newly Pulitzered. So I don't yep. think it's about Matthew Zapruder versus James Allen Hall. I think there's a shift, and I'm not I, sure what the shift is or where it came from. I but, just think they don't they don't mind if it's straight people talking about it. I really, I think that's what it is. Really, I mean, you know me. Yeah. I I definitely see the homophobia everywhere, but I just wonder if it structures. I, I thought it was homophobia. Yeah, I just I'll say that. Okay. Now I want to get read. Now I want to go read that poem and see what what it is. Oh, so. I don't want anyone to go read that poem. But really? anyway, really? Oh, I, I mean, I just am bitter, girl. It's fine. oh, I thought I was no, I was curious about comparing your content to that content. No, you should totally go yeah. do that. Yeah, that's and I don't so. So all that we're going to say, this is funny because we're using, this is the irony, we're using the Academy of American Poets website because they have a section on books, poetry books that were banned. Exactly. And it's just amazing to me that with so many writers, I want to say so many, but people have told us their experiences, which kind of cracks me up that like they have this like, look how bad this is, but then they have in the past done that. But yeah. I do like this information and I do think yeah. the website is good as a resource and yeah, there's too. been a long history of banning. Yes. And I think that some of the books I think would, would surprise you and some not, but it's also hundreds and hundreds of years. Like it's not even yes. a new phenomenon. No. First one that um, I wanted to point out was Charles Baudelaire's The Flowers of Evil. Mm. Um, it was published in June of 1857. 13 of its 100 poems were arraigned for inappropriate content. <laughs> and I don't have arraigned. <laughs> and the same lawyer who prosecuted him also prosecuted Flaubert, mm. um, which I thought was so fascinating the court the marjorie taylor green of french poet <laughs> literature yeah. french prosecution uh -huh. um the court banned six of the erotic poems and they say the offensiveness of the text the court held lay not only in their context but also in their quote realism <laughs> so the fact that it feels like people were actually being fucked um yeah they're the realism court... one of the poems is la metamorphosis du vampire you know <laughs> come on i love your french and it says Thank according to the judges the poems, quote, necessarily led to the excitement of the senses by a crude realism offensive to public decency. Thank and, you. And <laughs> then, I mean, I love it, but it's like, right. And he was charged with a $300 or sorry, 300 francs fine that was reduced to 50. And then the book suffered, though. It suffered mm -hmm. from the controversy being known as depraved and pornographic. The official ban was not revoked until 1949 insane 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 um i want to talk about one of gwendolyn brooks's most famous poems we real cool i think we all know that poem yes it was banned in schools in mississippi and west virginia in the 1970s because of the penultimate sentence in the poem that reads we jazz june the school districts banned the poem for supposed sexual connotations of the word jazz. I think they misread it for jazz. <laughs> um, I, I, and it's funny that two states read it in the same way. Like, I'm like, I, that never occurred to me. Ever. Me ever either, occurred right? to me. And in fact, it's not what Brooks meant. She says, um, although 
you know, a space can be permitted for a sexual interpretation, she says. Um, but she really meant that the the pool players in the poem would want to, quote, challenge anything that was accepted by proper people. So I thought of something that is accepted by almost everyone, and that is summertime, the month of June. So these pool players, instead of paying the customary respect to the loveliness of June, wanted instead to derange it, um, end quote. I love the word, that wanted to derange it. To I love that it. too. Isn't that great? It's so great. This is another poet I know that we both like, and we both have read and read earlier in our writing lives was the great Turkish poet Nazim Hikmet. Yeah. Acclaimed both nationally and internationally for his works. Um, Hikmet was a communist who was stripped of his citizenship for his political views. His work, which praised his country and the common man, was deemed subversive and banned in Turkey from 1938 to 1965. Hikmet himself spent several years in Turkish prisons and in exile. He wrote many of his most popular poems during these times, such as his masterpiece, Human Landscapes from My Country, which he wrote while in prison from 1938 to 1950. Um, despite the controversy surrounding his work, his poems won the praise and support of artists from all over the world, including Mayakovsky, Neruda, Picasso, Sartre. Um, now Hikmet's work is available in more than 50 languages, and he is praised as a major figure in modern poetry. Mm. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and I think of um, Renato Arenas, who wrote Before Nightfall, was like writing them on sheets of paper. And then I think they got destroyed and then wrote it again. It's just mm -hmm. it's so insane. Insane. Yeah. Federico Garcia Lorca, who's one of the most important poets, period, but also one of the most important poets from Spain, um, was also censored and banned. Um, his work was still the object of censorship in Spain in the early 1900s, the Academy tells us, uh, because Lorca was openly homosexual and known for his outspoken socialist views, his works were deemed dangerous for their sexual content, their language, and the political underpinnings. And um, Lorca was one night seized from his house and um, taken along with a, a few other uh, political prisoners and shot on the road and buried mm. in an unmarked grave. I've been to Lorca's house in Granada uh, and been in the room where he was writing. It's, it's, there's a haunted presence in that room. Mm. Yeah. Well, this next person is no stranger to censorship. The novels Lady Chatterley's Lover and The Rainbow were censored and banned, but many of Lawrence's poems came under fire as well. His poems, such as All of Us, a sequence of 31 war poems, attacked politicians and criticized World War I and imperial policy. Kind of like Disney when you critique Ron DeSantis for, <laughs> you know, just saying they don't right. like his laws and that little sad tiny man is like going after Oh, God, I can't with that fuck face. I can't um, either, yeah. But the censorship and editing of the series ultimately rendered the works unreadable. And it said Lawrence, who wrote poetry from 1905 until his death in 1930, struggled to get his poems into print, especially after the controversy surrounding his other published works at the time. It wasn't until decades later that Lawrence's work began to be published in their entirety. So there is this belief, and I think sometimes it is true, that 
banning a book makes it more popular. But there are also stories when it's not true. And I know that when the NEA4 got censored or got in trouble for getting the grants, they talked about how people were afraid to bring them. They were going to lose funding. They lost money. So, you know, in one way, people romanticize that sense of like, oh, your book was banned. And I think maybe in contemporary culture, it may get more attention because of digital distribution and the way things can be passed around. But these artists really paid a price, especially obviously being exiled and murdered or imprisoned yeah. for for writing is a very big deal. That's right. Uh, the Greek poet Sappho, in fact, has also been censored. This one nope. blows me away. It's crazy. Sappho, right? Yeah, this one blows yeah. me away. I mean, famously known for her poems of romantic longing and her affairs with other women. Um, this is the Sappho we're talking about. Plato referred to her as the 10th muse, but her sexuality occasionally overshadowed her work, which was frequently viewed as obscene and objectionable. In the year 180 AD, <laughs> the Assyrian ascetic Tashin decried Sappho as a, quote-unquote, I can't believe this, this is clearly a translation, but quote-unquote, whorish woman, love crazy, who sang about her own licentiousness. Sign me up. Don't talk about me like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not here. here. <laughs> it's still Magnolias. <laughs> uh, before it was destroyed, the Library of Alexandria housed nine collections of Sappho's poems. In 380, St. Gregory of Nazianzus, Nazianzus, <laughs> sure. St. Gregory, the Bishop of Constantinople, <laughs> ordered her work. That bitch. <laughs> yeah. Burned. Later uh-huh. in 1073, Pope Gregory VII also ordered that her work be publicly burned. Most of her work was destroyed. Only one complete poem survives until the discovery of some more of her poem fragments by scholars in the ripe old year of 1898. So really, I mean, it's like, it's. I don't think it's just the sexuality. I think it's also the gender, right? Let's yeah. erase this woman from lyric poetry. Hundred percent. Another one, Wisława Zimborska, considered one of the major modern Polish poets, published several poetry collections and was awarded a Nobel Prize in 1996. Um, in 1949, her first book, um, translated, "That's What We Live For," was set for publication, but was banned for being too preoccupied with the war and not loyal enough to the socialist regime. The book would not be published until 1952. By 1957, um, she had renounced communism and her early poetry, which she viewed as no longer representative of her as a writer. I love Samborska. One of the first guys I ever slept with. That's the first thing we talked about. We oh were my God, bar, really? And we talked about that at a bar. Yeah, Pegasus in Pittsburgh. And then we slept together and I wrote poems about him. <laughs> and I'm still damaged from it. <laughs> I wonder if he's damaged by those poems, too. I <laughs> probably never yeah. saw them, yeah. Yeah, I think everyone knows that Leaves of Grass was considered obscene and banned mm-hmm. um, because of its frank and sensual celebration of the body. Um, but fellow, cr- fellow writer and critic Ralph Waldo Emerson attempted to persuade Whitman to drop some of the controversial sexualized passages, like the blowjob. Um, section early in Leaves of Grass. But Whitman, knowing that sex sells, refused. <laughs> He's like, no way. <laughs> uh, right, exactly. 
and so when it was first published in 1855, Emerson wrote a letter to Whitman praising the collection. I find it the most extraordinary piece of wit and wisdom that America has yet contributed. So, like, you know, and on. that translates to, I doubted all your dick writing, but you proved me wrong. <laughs> but girl, your ball smelled good. Yes. Ah, Many critics uh, did not give such a warm welcome to the book, uh, which they denounced as crude and offensive. The Watch and Ward Society in Boston and the New York Society for the Suppression of Vice pressured booksellers to suppress the sale of the book. And the, the Society of Suppression of Vice then sought to obtain a legal ban of a new edition of the book in Boston, which it which caused it to be famously banned in Boston in 1882. It's it's not comforting, but it's also like I don't know. It's I would how good a phrase this. It's not comforting to know that this has been happening for centuries, right? But there is something in knowing that it is an impulse that happens, but what happens is, is we keep moving through it. And I think that it is, it, we're at a dip, but I think ultimately we're going to move out of it. I just hate that so many of us living now lose so much of our lives under this type of thing, but I think it'll shift back. These, you know, these things will, will write themselves. Yeah. As Martin Luther King Jr. reminds us, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. So that's a little bit about what we were thinking about with banned books. As I said, our resource is the Academy of American Poets website. We'll link to that in the show notes. was very verbatim, and we're happy to have that resource. And our complicated relationship with them, you know, I don't know where we stand with them. And I, I'm sure they're really having meetings and wondering where they stand with us, too. I'm sure we've just you know, shaken the foundation. We're forgiven. Yeah, we're forgiven. It's okay. Or have we forgiven? You know, that's what mm -hmm. I, think. I always just assume people forget, like, oh, who, James? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I just want to end the episode by asking, you know, which, wh what was the poem that made you gay? What was the poem that indoctrinated, indoctrinated you into the homosexual lifestyle, Aaron Smith? Was it the Bible? No, I always thought the Bible was just, dense you know i feel like i feel like i didn't get the things that were dirty about the bible until later you know mm -hmm. like i didn't understand them what made me gay what made you i think sharon olds made me gay i think sharon olds is my root I, if my teacher irene mckinney some of her sex poems made me start thinking about sexuality and poetry which then my own sexuality 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 came, came into you well, know. I definitely the first like sex and poems I read was like Mark Doty, like gay sex poems. So maybe Mark Doty is actually what made me gay. Thanks, Mark. Timothy Lou's burnt offerings was mm. a big one for me. Which we've talked about. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. think, you know, Tim Lou, like, you know, there's like poems that showed me gayness. And then there's poems that are like, okay, you can have gay fucking in your poems. Also, I am reminded of the scene from golden girls where golden shower girls golden shower girls <laughs> where blanche's sister writes a book charmaine writes a book mm -hmm. and she goes to the sign blanche goes to the signing and says you know oh, i read your book and i saw myself in it this is nothing but tr trash <laughs> and then everyone rushes to get the book yes yeah. yes yeah. Love so it. please please ban my book 
Welcome to the Unbanned Fact Check. We're going to let it all in. <laughs> all of my, it. My favorite direction. <laughs> yeah. So Amanda Gorman's poem, um, her inaugural poem was banned. The complainant's name is Daily Salinas. D a i l y salinas i thought it was dairy at first <laughs> i know <laughs> wonderful and so she has been reported to have links to the proud boys which will surprise absolutely Ugh. none of our listeners jericho brown's visit to the community school of naples in february 2022 was canceled and we'll put receipts in the show notes Okay, I did look up the Matthew Zapruder poem. It's called A Poem for a Suicide. <laughs> I, I can't maybe, get more explicit than that. I thought maybe like it was just sort of, you know, somewhat referred to. I'm like, yeah, they big fat told you that you couldn't do it. And then this is literally poem for a suicide. So that's fucked up. It's totally fucked up. One thing it kind of stuck out to me is that we did not reference Howl being banned but it's so famous that we just sort of stuck with other ones but howl was banned in 1957 and i didn't realize that before lawrence ferlinghetti got ready to publish it he asked the aclu if they would defend him if he went to court so he even like had it in place knowing that it was coming but it is on the same page that we are going to link to with all of the academy information and when i reference lawrence I didn't say D.H. Lawrence, so I wanted people to know you probably put it together from the book titles, but we were talking about D.H. Lawrence's poetry. I also did a peek at Renato Arenas, a Cuban writer, and there is we could do a whole show on on the complexity of his of his life. But I, I said something about him, like sneaking his poems out. I'm not sure how I said it, but what happened, he had been imprisoned. He he was arrested for being homosexual and he was really just robbed. You know, part of the charge is when he was publishing his work abroad, you know, without proper permission. When he was released from prison, he illegally purchased a room and no one in Cuba was allowed to buy or sell property. There he continued writing his novels. He completed rewriting Farewell to the Sea and found various hiding places for the manuscript, later smuggling it out of the country. It's insane what he had to do. But read yeah. his books. I mean, even just go read about him on, on a page that tells yeah. a story. It's so heartbreaking. And and yeah. And there's a great biopic called Before Night Falls with Javier Bardem. And Julian Schnabel directed that. Indeed. I love that we have these homofactuals right off the top of our head. Aaron yes. Smith. Yeah. Yes. Well, that was a terrific episode. You know, people need to stop doing this and stop limiting speech like that. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's Breaking Form, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Breaking Form Pod. Review us with five stars on Apple. And we'd love it if you'd support us by buying our books. Links are in the show notes. And remember... We're not for everyone. Quit fucking banning our fucking books. <laughs>